Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. This week's study is found in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. The transformation wrought in you when you come to faith in Christ is miraculous. It changes everything. It allows you fellowship with God. It makes you a new creation. It makes you an essential member of a body comprised of all who believe. Last week, we learned there was no racist division, which was any worse or fundamentally different than the divide between Jews and Gentiles during the time of Christ. In light of the divisions in our world today, please listen to Pastor Harris as he teaches today's slice of this week's message entitled, He Himself is Peace. Let's turn our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2, where last week we began a new paragraph. We finished the part about by grace you've been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. And now we come to the new paragraph. It runs from verse 11 through verse 22, and it begins with a therefore. So this passage is directly connected to the passage about salvation by grace through faith. Therefore, what are you supposed to be like? That's what this paragraph answers in part. Now, you remember the next verse beyond what I just quoted is Ephesians 2.10, right before our paragraph. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. It's very significant that the next verse not only begins with, therefore, in other words, here's what I mean by the kind of things that God wants to do through you, it also contains the only command in all of the first three chapters of Ephesians. Here's how it goes, the first two words of verses 11 and following. Therefore, remember, remember is the command. Therefore, remember that formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision, which is performed in the flesh by human hands, remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world." The command to us is, therefore, remember. Remember that especially we as Gentiles need to remember always that apart from Christ, we were hopeless. We are hopeless apart from Christ. But through what God did for us, we have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So that word, therefore, connects 
verses 11 through 22, directly to good works that God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. And that has massive implications for relations between all the diverse people of the world. Part of the good works that God wants to enable us to do and what He wants to do through us is to make us agents of reconciliation, instruments of peacemaking between individuals and between people groups. As I pointed out last time, there is no racist division between groups in our world today that is any worse than or that is any fundamentally different from the divide between Jews and Gentiles in the time of Christ. That's why we trace through the book of Acts what a monumental thing it was that Christ died and rose again, He ascended to the Father, He sent the Holy Spirit, a whole bunch of Jews were saved, came to Christ, and then the gospel leaped the firebreak and went to Samaritans, which the Jews hated, and it was mutual. And then it leaped another firebreak, and it went to the Gentiles, where the hatred was palpable and even longer lasting than the hatred with the Samaritans. And God brought them together in Christ, and then God brought the Apostle Paul to be a, a, a Uh, an apostle especially dedicated to spreading the gospel among the Gentiles. And he always went to the Jews first, brought the gospel to them, then took it to the Gentiles and, and brought them together as one body in Christ. That is his plan. Part of the good works that God wants us to do is to be part of that. Think back to that litany of things that we're supposed to remember. Remember, in the eyes of the Jews, we were without respect. We were looked down upon. Uh, We were without Christ. We We weren't even realizing that we needed a Savior. We were just poking around in the dark. We were without a spiritual state. We were alienated from the commonwealth of of Israel, and that was the nation through which God was working. We were without promise. We were not connected to the covenants like the Jews were. We were without hope. We could have no confidence whatsoever in any kind of a beneficent future with God. It wasn't possible. We were without God in the world, even though the Gentiles have countless gods. None of them bring a solution to the sin problem. None of them bring reconciliation to God. None of them can truly bring diverse people, warring people together. So please obey that, obey that solitary commandment. Remember this as we move on. All of these problems are resolved in Christ. The transformation that comes to you when you come to faith in Christ, it, it's miraculous. It changes everything. It makes you a whole new creature, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says. It allows you fellowship with God. It makes you an essential member of a body comprised of all who believe, including people with whom you would have had nothing to do apart from Christ. Remember how Paul poked fun at the, at the pride of the Jews 
in those verses there that we just read about their, their pride over the symbolic ritual of circumcision. And Paul emphasized that, well, that's just something that is performed in the flesh by human hands. But in Christ, there's something infinitely better than that. Colossians chapter 2, verse 11 puts it this way, And in Him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, a miraculous one, in the removal of the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. There is no basis for pride of what we have in this group that that group doesn't have. Also, being the nation of, of Israel, the ones that God chose, that was another point of pride for the Jews. The, the psalmist praised God for restoring Israel to the land after the captivity in, in, in these words in Psalm 147, verses 19 and 20. He declares His words to Jacob, His statutes and His ordinances to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any nation, and as for His ordinances... They have not known them. Praise the Lord. Now, the problem is that that humble reason to rejoice for God's goodness to them was turned into a point of pride and a reason for looking down to the, on the Gentiles. So the reason that I'm slowing down through this part of Ephesians 2 is because I want to help us all see that what God has done in bringing first Jews and Gentiles together in Christ, that is the same thing which is the solution to the flaming hot racial divisions in our world today. My friends, we have the answer. And it's the only answer that works. And I want to help you see that the gospel is the solution that we need. And it it isn't that we need to add to it. It's just that we need to understand it and live it and apply it faithfully across the board. I also want you to be able to recognize why all of the other solutions that are proposed for dealing with racism, they won't work. And worse than that, when you bring those things into the fellowship of the saints and you mix them with the gospel, you negate the effect of the gospel. I'll show you a little bit of what I mean about that before we leave today. Now, all this flows from this passage, and we'll go a little bit further today. The title is, He Himself is Our Peace. It's right from the text. Two points, two verses. Number one, you have been brought near verse 13. And number two, the barrier is broken, verse 14. Now, last week, we just sniffed at verse 13. Let's take another look at it. Paul says, but now in Christ, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Now, there's a, there's a great contrast here, and it's the second one in this chapter. Remember this chapter started out with, you were dead in your trespasses and sins, and then the contrast, but God made us alive together with Christ. Here's another one. But formerly, verse 11, um, you were far off, you were alienated, but now 
He says, God has made you alive. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.